Today is Missionary Sunday, and we're privileged to have um, is Juan. Juan, I, I, I should have picked this up before, and it's Juan Ocio. Cassio. Juan Cassio, and he is a missionary to Georgia. That's Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's, we've been having it circled on the map back there for a long time, so we're glad to have Juan here, and Shirley, and Ianna, Ianna, and also um, Ella, so we're glad to have them here. This time, Shirley's going to come and speak, and she's going to do a presentation, so Shirley... Gamar Joba Dila Mishvidovisa Rogorhart Chemi Sahelia Shirley Rogorhart <laughs> You don't understand me? Why not? I don't know. In France, hello is bonjour. In Georgian, because we live in the country of Georgia. The word for hello is Gamar Jobat. Yes. Georgia is a state. That's a good question. I was going to ask you if any of you knew where Georgia was. Georgia is a state in the United States. It's down by Florida. But there is also a country of Georgia, which is over near Russia. Okay? And in Georgia, guess what they speak? Georgian. So hello is Gamar Jobat. How are you is Rogorhar. And there's two words that we love to teach to kids and young people because they just think they're so fun. The word for mom in Georgian is... No, she's going to be shy. The word for mom is deida. Okay? So in Georgian, you see kids walking around. They call their mom deida. And if they want to say mommy, it's dediko. Guess what the word for dad is? you want to say? The word for dad is mama. (laughs) I'm not kidding. The word for dad is mama. So in Georgia, we see big teenage guys going after their fathers. Mama, mama. (laughs) And it's funny for us. But in Georgia, that's the name for dad. So mom is um, Deida and dad is mama. And that's kind of fun. So guess what? After church, you can call your dad mama and just tell him you're speaking Georgian. Okay? Do you think he'd like that? Probably not. Probably not. That's something Juan has to get used to when we're there. (laughs) So Georgia, it is a country that is far away. They do speak their own language, which is Georgian. And a lot of times kids like to know, what do they eat in Georgia? What kind of things do you eat? How many of you, if you have meat for supper, steak, whatever, do you like to cut off the fat? Do you always ask your mom or dad, can you cut the fat off or make sure it's cut off? I, I always cut the fat off. And my girls don't like to eat the fat either. In Georgia, they love the fat on the meat. And they think that is the best part. And you know what? If you go to a different country as a guest, now Georgians, they don't make a lot of money and they don't have a lot of things. So when you go to their house as a guest, they want to treat you special. So guess what they give you? They give you the fattiest piece of meat they have. And that's hard for us to eat sometimes, but we have to make the best of it, and we have to be polite and make sure that they know that we are thankful. Now, why do you think we live in Georgia? What does it mean to be a missionary? Yes. 
No? Why do you think we live in Georgia? Yeah. Okay, that's a good idea to raise money for the poor. You know, in Georgia, they have a national church which is called Orthodoxy. Yes. Money. <laughs> okay. They have a national church which is Orthodox, and it's an Orthodox church, and guess what they teach there? They don't believe that you can have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And so the people, when they die, they have no idea where they're going to go to heaven, if they're going to go to heaven, or where they're going to go. And it's not a very hopeful perspective on life. And they think they just have to keep doing all these good things. And so we want to teach them the truth about who Jesus is and what the Bible says about Jesus. And that's why we are missionaries there. Okay, now how many of you think that you know what you want to be when you grow up? Yeah, what do you want to be? A vet. What do you want to be? A wrestler? What do you want to be? Do you know what you want? Anybody else? You know what? When I was growing up, I always wanted to be a teacher. And that's what I went to college for. And I never thought I would be a missionary. I never wanted to be a missionary. But God really changed my life in that regard. And so I just want to encourage each of you as you're growing up, and as you go to school, that you would keep your heart open. Because it doesn't matter what job you have. What's the most important thing? Whether you're a teacher or a veterinarian or a missionary, the most important thing is that you are living for God, right? And you can do that anywhere. And I'm sure that maybe if some of you are in school, that maybe you have friends who don't know Jesus. And so you can be a missionary in your school, just like we are in Georgia. The only good thing is... You're in your own country, so you can speak English to your friends, right? You don't have to learn another language to do that, okay? All right, so let's pray, and then you're going to head downstairs, okay? Lord, I thank you so much for the, all of these young people here today, God, and I pray that as they grow, God, that they would have an understanding of who you are. They would understand what you want to do around the world. God, that there are people that don't know you, and they need your salvation, and I pray you would just burden their hearts God, to see the lost come to you, and God, we just pray a special blessing on them as they go and finish out this morning's service. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Yes. Yes. How do you do Steve? Well, they don't really have that name in Georgian, so they would probably just say Steve. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it is the same thing. Like, they don't have my name in Georgia, and they just call me Sherly. Yeah. So they just kind of say it in their own accent. Yeah. They do have hope. The word for hope is imedi. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys can head on back and head downstairs for Kids Church. What's Chloe? Good morning, everybody. I really like how the Georgians pronounce my name. Uh, my name is Juan, which is my father's Puerto Rican, so I, I have a Hispanic name, and uh, of course it's Juan. But uh, in America, you know, in Americans, we just say with a W sound, Juan. Uh, so the Georgians, they really, they have this really uh, guttural sound that they make for the H sound. So they say my name Juani, and I really like the way that they pronounce it. And they, you know, when they hear other Americans call me Juan. 
you know, it really threw them off at first. They're like, wait a minute, what's your name? You know, are we saying it wrong? Because to them, Juan, well, that, that sounds like a, a, a Chinese name or something like that. And they know that name. So it's re really funny, all the different things that uh, we might come across, you know, living in another culture. And to those of you who have had the chance to visit other cultures, you, of course, know something about that. And that's just one of the fascinating things about how God has made us around the world. You know, just so diverse, but... We are here this morning because of the one thing that draws all cultures together, and that is Jesus Christ, the truth, the Savior of the world, and his message, his gospel, his truth is relevant for any culture, any people group, any language around the world, and that is uh, one of the great, that's just the greatest thing. That's our mandate as the church is to go anywhere and everywhere, all around us, all around the world to make that gospel known, and what a privilege we have, what a wonderful place that we have to be. So it's great to be here with you this morning and share with you about what God is doing in the nation of Georgia, where we have lived for about three years and served there, and uh, he is, he's doing good things there, and we're thankful for that, we praise him for that, and we want to continue to see him working and moving and changing people's lives. So we want to share some of that with you this morning and our hopes for the future and uh, what God has done. But I want to read a verse of Scripture just as we get started here. I'm going to read from Colossians chapter 4, if you'd like to uh, follow along with me. I'm just going to read a few verses from the beginning of, of the chapter 4. Uh, the Apostle Paul, of course, wrote the book of Colossians, and he went on these missionary trips, the Apostle Paul, mostly with a team of people. And, you know, pretty much everywhere that he went was new territory, places where people had never heard about this Jesus of Nazareth or what he had done or what that meant for their lives, etc., etc. A new territory. So he went, uh, that's the kind of places where Paul was going to all the time. And we can read all about his missionary journeys and all the incredible things that the Holy Spirit did in and through his team. But I'm going to read uh, just a few verses here, starting at verse 2. He wrote, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us, too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly, as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Let's pause, and let's, uh, if you join with me in prayer. God, we do thank you for your word that you have preserved for us, that you have kept for us, Lord, and thank you that you reveal your word to us by the power of your Holy Spirit. We're so thankful, Lord God, for the truth of your word and how you transform and change our lives as we concentrate and meditate and think about your word and your truth. Thank you for what you have done. Lord, I pray for the rest of this time here that we are meeting together here this morning, that you would truly touch our hearts. You know where every single one of us has come from. You know where we're at and where we're going. And you know how to get our attention, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to hearts this morning. Lord, you know what we need. Speak to hearts, God. Give encouragement, the hope that we need, the discipline that we need, the conviction that we need. Thank you for everything, Lord. You lead us. You touch us. You help us. And I pray that you work in our lives this morning as we allow you to and keep our hearts open to you and as we listen for you. Thank you, Lord, for all that you are doing here in our lives and around the world. We give you the praise. We celebrate that this morning. Thank you, Lord God. Have your way in our hearts. And it's in your name that we pray, Jesus. Thank you for what you've done. Amen. Amen. 
Paul prayed here, pray for us that God may open a door for our message. You know, Paul going on these missionary trips, and, uh, you know, Shirley and I, we have prayed along these lines many, many times as well, that God would open a door for our, our message, for his message to be proclaimed in, in our lives, and, you know, we do that in lots of different times in our lives. You know, God opening a door for his message goes all the way back and partly to when he, uh, when Saul was converted and he became the Apostle Paul, okay, when Jesus met him on the road, that was Jesus breaking into his life, opening a door for his message, because he revealed to Paul then how he was going to use him and all that he was going to have to suffer for Jesus, opening a door for his message. He does that in our lives uh, in many ways. As we think back to how we came to faith in Christ or the influences that we have had in our lives, people, people who have influenced us towards that decision of, of accepting Jesus Christ, putting our faith in him, opening a door for his message. He uses each one of us. And this is our prayer as we have served in, in Georgia. I want to share with you a few ways of how God has opened the door for his message to be preached and for people to come into his kingdom and uh, just what we're praying for the future and, and expecting and hoping for the future. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that, that really uh, touched my heart as I read these um, verses here. Paul, who wrote this, he was confident that God was doing and working in his life and in, in their ministry. He was confident that God was opening doors for them and leading them. And we can read about that, you know, at least on one occasion in the book of Acts where they were planning on going in one direction on one of their missionary journeys. And the Bible says God's Spirit kept them from going in that way. And then sometime later, through a dream or vision, invited them to go in a different direction. And they took that as the leading of the Holy Spirit, God directing them. And we can have that same confidence today that God is still directing, opening doors for us, leading us. He wants us to call out to Him. He wants us to ask Him for help. And He wants us to expect that He is going to give us that help that we need. And uh, that, that's one of the things that really spoke to my heart. We pray for God to open doors, and we need and we can expect that He is going to answer that prayer and make doors open for us so that we can be obedient. You know, certainly we have a part to play that no one else can play for us. We have to walk in obedience and take those steps of faith. But as we do that, he will open another door. He'll give us direction and say to keep on going, to go this way, go that way, uh, whichever way, because he is the one. The Holy Spirit is one that has a strategy for reaching people around the world. And so let's, uh, if we look at, we brought a video. If we, would we be able to share that? Here, we brought a, a video along to share with you. There was a time in Georgia, in, in just one moment, um, there was a, a time in Georgia that we were serving there. We, it was really in our hearts to be involved in compassion ministry in Georgia. And, of course, that is, you know, any time that there is a shelter or a food bank, uh, those are types of compassion ministry, reaching out to people's needs. Because as long as we're here on this earth, there is going to be human need. And when we reach out in love to help somebody else, that is, and we do that because of the love of Jesus that is in us and because of his command for us to go and to help others in his name, you know, we, we not only meet those physical needs, we want to meet the spiritual need and direct people to hope in Jesus Christ. That was what was in our hearts to be involved in in Georgia uh, in one way, uh, to reach out, to preach the gospel, to share Jesus with people. And we found out, you know, when we first arrived in Georgia, those doors had just closed for a time. Our team was not able to be involved in that because of... Um, changes in the government, their regulations, what they were allowing foreigners like our team to do and to be involved in, just uh, circumstances. So the work stopped. But there was a circumstance uh, in August of 2008, there was war in Georgia 
between Russia and Georgia. You may remember hearing about that. Like I said, that was two years ago now. But it was an intense time for the country. And what happened, the, the fighting only lasted for about a week or so. But there were over 100,000 people that were displaced from their homes. Where, you know, they fled their homes. Some people, their village was literally being bombed and destroyed as they fled. Other people eventually were able to go back to the home that they had left. But still today, there's thousands that really have no hope of being able to go back where they, to where they came from. And there are other people that have moved into their homes, farming their land. They left their possessions and everything, and other people have just come in, and uh, they can't go back there. So this was the situation that was created in a very short time. But here, two years down the road, people are still dealing with this, and will be for time to come. So... We were asked to evacuate during this time, which we did for about 12 days, and then we returned to our home in Tbilisi. That's the capital city. And that's the area where most of these people came to, the capital city. And we were praying. We were praying along these lines. Lord, help us. We need you to open doors so that we can reach out to people. You know, as, as the body of Christ, as believers there, along with the Georgian believers that we would partner with and we were working with, we knew what we were to do to begin reaching out, trying to help people that were in a very desperate situation. Uh, but how do we do that? Lord, help us. Give us open doors. Show us which way to go. Of course, we, you know, we can't help everybody. We went where we had opportunity. We believed that he was going to. So we brought this video, and it will just give you a picture of how we were able to be involved, some of the ways that we got started, and uh, some of the open doors. And I'd like to share with you just a, a few of the things that happened, and, and how God was building a testimony for his glory. Thank you.
do praise God for what he did during this time in our lives and in Georgia. Uh, these are the ways that we were able to start helping out. And we had, through a series of connections, uh, you know, God opening doors. There, we met one government official who really opened a lot of these doors that we had access to this tent city. And to, there were about four locations that we would continually go back to to bring supplies and to help. To, we got to know some of the people. We got to hear their stories of what had happened to them. They got to know us a little bit. Uh, we recognized what we were doing. And people want to know why. Why are you doing what you're doing? Because we were not the government. They expect that the government is supposed to try and help them. But when other people do that, they, they want to know why. What an opportunity to tell them the hope that we have in Christ. We wanted to let people know that they were not forgotten, that God still sees them where they're at, knows what has happened to them, and cares about them. That's what we wanted to let people know. And God did bless that. Like I said, there were about four locations that we would go to, and this tent city was one of them. That was the first place that we went to. And he just opened doors. They told us they really appreciated that we were fair, the way that we did all of this distribution work and things like that. Because even during a time like this, they knew what it was to be robbed. People would bring, you know, they would see supplies come into their camp that was supposed to be for them, that they ne- things that they needed, but then those supplies never got to them. They thanked us that we did things in a fair way. That's what spoke to them. And I believe that's just part of God's building a testimony. I mean, how many times do we hear, when we identify ourselves as Christians or with Jesus Christ, people are watching our lives, just the way that we live and what we do. Certainly they listen to the words that we say as well, but they watch how we live. And that's what struck us about this time, that that's what people saw. They just appreciated that way, and and that's what opened the doors even further for us to communicate with them. And there were three new church plants, if you will, three new groups of believers that began in these areas where we were involved in this compassion ministry outreach. Uh, We would partner with the Georgian believers every chance that we could, and then they are the ones, the Georgian believers, they are the ones that are leading these new groups of believers and we, we just praise God for how, through such a time like that, the traumatic events that people went through, he was still able to heal their heart and to touch their mind and to reveal himself to them that they could accept Jesus Christ, put their faith in him, and have hope inside of them. You know, we praise God for that. Shirley shared, you know, kind of a picture of Georgian Orthodoxy where, you know, they're not taught about a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Their hope is in, you know, it's very ritualistic and, and they do many things, but not in Scripture, as Scripture tells us that Jesus Christ is the way to God the Father. And the Holy Spirit is the one that makes Him real to us. That's what we were talking about in Sunday school class today. Wonderful time just to look into God's Word. So that was our desire in Georgia. That is our prayer, that people would receive revelation of who Jesus Christ truly is. Just like every one of us needs to come to that revelation and accept Jesus. He is Lord and Savior. He is God and He is man. He's the only one that can forgive us of our sins because of what He has already done. He has already done everything to save souls. But He wants us, each one of us, to go and to be that witness in our lives. And and for Shirley and I, for our family, uh, at this point, this is what that means for us, to follow God's will for us, is to go and serve in the nation of Georgia. And uh, what a privilege. To, we, we are just so thankful that He is enabling us, He is helping us. Because we, you know, we cannot do anything on our own. Like I said this a few minutes ago, the Holy Spirit is the one that has a strategy for reaching people, but He wants to use each one of us. And uh, may He continue to do that in Georgia. 
uh, we thank God for what he did during this time. Uh, and, you know, now two years down the road, we've kind of st- we've stayed in touch with some of our colleagues, and I think we've learned that a couple of those new groups of believers, they have merged, but it's just wonderful to hear that they are still continuing. They're being led, you know, discipled and, and trained, and they look into God's Word, they meet for worship and prayer, and they're growing. And maybe one day they'll have the chance to go back to the place where they came from, and they can take their faith in Christ with them. Because, you know, in Georgia, there are still places where the church does not yet exist. There are, is no opportunity for a group of believers like this, like we are here today, for people to meet. There are still places like that in Georgia. Uh, even though it's just a small country, it's only about the size of the state of West Virginia. It's not huge. But there are places where you know, people are isolated, it's hard to get to, you know, the roads are real bad, all of that. And the church does not exist in, in some areas. We hope and want to work and partner with our Georgian believers in seeing the church established in new areas. They have a passion to plant churches and to see uh, new groups of believers grow and meeting for the church and the gospel to be taken in these new areas. And we, we want to partner with them and work alongside them uh, in, those, in that way. This is one way that uh, we have been very involved in Georgia, this compassion ministry, and we want to continue in that way. It truly is just an open door, a huge open door to touch people's lives. And they want to know, why are you doing this? Why are you helping? And what an opportunity then to speak words and through what, what we do. You know? and, and each one of us, you know, I'm, probably many of you are involved in those different ways. Every time you've been involved in you know, community outreach and things like that. What a wonderful way to be involved in people's lives. So we want to continue in this way. Uh, you saw some other pictures uh, there towards the end of discipleship ministry. Uh, Shirley led some groups with, with girls, young ladies. Uh, some, with wives and mothers as well. Discipleship ministry was a huge open door in Georgia as well, one of these ways that we were able to be involved in people's lives and look into the Scripture with them, be an encouragement, and uh, you know, as we were learning as well. We want to continue in these ways. And one other way that we're praying about, and we do not have all of these details worked out yet, but as we return to Georgia, uh, we would like to participate with the Book of Hope ministry. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Book of Hope. Uh, I, see, I see some nods. Um, that ministry was in Georgia before. It's God's Word for children and young people, teenagers of all ages. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And they translate that, of course, into the language of the country where it's going. It's God's Word where they have many questions about things, and they direct them back into the Bible for answers and for discussion about the life and teachings of Jesus Christ. We want to be a part of introducing people to God's Word. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8, he wrote, The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Forever. And, uh, you know, my life has been changed and transformed by God's word. It's many of you as well. We want to help introduce people to God's word because they have a Bible in Georgia. Okay, we have one on the, the table back there. It's in their language. It's pretty much the same as, as our Bible here, as the Old and New Testaments. But... Many times, people are not encouraged to read the Bible because that's something that only the priest can understand and interpret anyway. So they are not encouraged to read God's Word. But it's through, it's through reading God's Word. That is how the Holy Spirit can work in our hearts and our lives as we think about what we're reading and we seek God for truth, real truth. He will make that real to us. He will reveal Jesus Christ to us. We want to encourage people to read the Bible. And, and we know that not only you know, the children and the teenagers are going to read the Book of Hope, their families will as well. And uh, praise God for that. So that's one of the ways we hope to be involved when we return to Georgia uh, down the road here 
And maybe that will give us the chance to go into new areas in Georgia where we have not been yet, where the church does not yet exist. Because, of course, there are schools and there are children everywhere around the country. And maybe that is one way that we can, we can go in and uh, present God's Word to people and be a witness. And we'll be partnering with the Georgian believers in that. So these are, uh, these are the, the open doors that we continue to pray about, uh, that God would open these doors and, and continue to lead us and give us wisdom in how to go. We need wisdom. And you know, we ask for your prayers in that. When you, pray for, when you pray for world missionaries, when you pray for anybody, really, we ask you to pray that we are filled with the Holy Spirit, that we would be led by the Holy Spirit in all of our efforts. We need that. We need His direction. We need His help. Pray that I, Paul here wrote, uh, pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. That also is such a, a need. You know, Georgia being one of the oldest Christian nations in the world, you know, they, they are a Christian nation. They, why do they need missionaries? Or, you know, they're, they're already Christians. That's kind of the mentality. But it's that relationship with Jesus Christ, salvation through Him alone, that that is the truth. That is what they are not taught. And we need to be very clear about who we are and what, of course, you know, we believe that God has led us to live in this country, and you know, we are guests in their country. That's how we're viewed. We lived as guests for three years. We need to be very clear about the message of Jesus Christ in this Orthodox nation, where they have a God consciousness. Okay, they know some of the, you know, the the figures in the Bible. Okay, they know the apostles. Of course, they know those. They have their pictures all over the place, but they need the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so that is what we pray for, that we proclaim the message clearly and make the most of every opportunity that we have. We believe that God is still opening doors. How is he opening doors in your life? If you were to ask him, you know, to, Lord, you know, wherever you're at, and of course, I don't know you and, and you don't know us, but where are you? And what have you been asking the Lord about and praying about and uh, dis- trying to discern about? How does God want to open doors for you? And whatever your sphere of influence is, whether, you know, whether we're in school, uh, the job that we have, the places that we just go throughout the community, day in and day out, every week, you know, those spheres, how does God want to open doors for you and use you in those places? Because if you think about your life, and I think about my life, and I can remember the people who were influences in my life, a series of influences in, in my life. We are appointed to be those good influences in people's lives. Ephesians chapter 2 says that we were created for, with, in advance with good works prepared for us to do by God. He wants us to be that influence in other people's lives. And that is our prayer. That is our hope as we go to Georgia and we're building relationships. And it's going to be our first priority to continue learning the language. As Shirley was sharing with you this morning, it is a difficult language. We have enjoyed studying, but uh, it takes some time. And we ask you know, we need God's help for that. That's going to be our first priority so that we can talk to people on more of a deeper level, more so than just, you know, how many kilograms of potatoes we want and things like, you know, getting around town. We, we want to be able to share from our heart with people. So that will be our first priority um, as we continue in this ministry that you saw here and uh, different opportunities that we'll have. So we ask for your prayers. We're hoping to return to Georgia uh, this winter. We have been itinerating now for about 18 months, and so it, it's, uh, we're getting towards the end of that time. And praise God, we have raised 80% of the funds that we need to, in order to return. When we go back, it will be for a three-year time period, okay? And we need to raise all of those funds um, on a monthly basis and cash funds that we need. We need to raise all of those for that three-year time period during this year and a half or so that we're home. 
And so praise God, we have reached 80% of that. But we have 90 more days to raise the last 20%, and we are praying that God will help us. And He is. Just in the past two weeks, He has really begun opening doors again. Uh, we need to go through the open, you know, this, we pray for open doors now in our lives as well. We need God to send us and to help us. So we're praying about that too. And still needing uh, churches and individuals who will, you know, that hear God speaking to their hearts to partner with us for another season, another time in our lives. So uh, please pray uh, with us for that. Um, if God would touch your heart about that, please do speak to us. Uh, you know, we, we, uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate your prayers. We know everywhere we go, there are so many more people now that are praying for Georgia for the good things. There's a time of openness in Georgia right now. There's a time of openness, really like they have never experienced before, or at least as far as we know. An openness for preaching the gospel, an openness for um, doing things that they, the church has never been able to be a part of. Things that we might take for granted, like holding evangelistic meetings. They did that for the first time in Georgia this summer, in public. Never happened before. And there, we were not there, of course, but we heard the report, 1,500 new people that came to be believers in Jesus Christ, gave their heart to the Lord during these three days of evangelistic meetings that never took place in Georgia before. So, praise God for what He's doing. He is, has a strategy. In this day, in this time, He has opened certain doors, and the church is walking through them. So, and He is glorified, and the church is growing. So, praise God for that. Uh, I want to just uh, close now in, in a time of prayer, if we could... Uh, and I want to ask you to pray with us. Let's just take some moments to lift up the people of Georgia. We stand here representing the people of Georgia to you. And God knows all of their faces. He knows all of their names. Many people that have not yet not had a, an adequate witness of who Jesus Christ is. You know, there, there are many churches here in all of our communities. Many churches. Thank, and I'm thankful for that. There are so many places around the world where that is not the case. So many people have not had any kind of witness of Jesus, let alone an adequate witness of who Jesus Christ is. Let's pray for the Georgian people together, that God would open doors for his message to go all over that place, that he would open doors for us and the believers as we are the body of Christ there, uh, that we would work together in unity. So if you'll, uh, if you'll pray with me. God, we do thank you for how you are working. God, we thank you for who you are. We worship you and praise you that you touch our hearts, God. You reveal yourself to us. You take away our sin. You give us hope. You set us free. You have power, Lord, to work in our lives. We thank you, God, and we, we love you. We want to grow closer to you. God, we're lifting up today the people of Georgia, whom you love, whom you created, you made. Lord, you love them. And there are many people that are in need today in Georgia people that need to hear your message, people that need to see your love ex, uh, displayed and expressed in many ways so that their hearts can be convicted of your truth and of your love for them and they will turn to you, Lord. They need to be set free from addictions and from sin and from many things that, would ju that just keep them bound. They need to be set free and turned from darkness to light. May they seek truth and may they find you. Lord, I pray that you enable the church and us and our team as missionaries, that you would enable us all and send us out into places where you, want to go, where you want us to go, that you would open doors before us, and that through the compassion ministry, through discipleship ministry, through the preaching of your word, through many different, the way that we live day to day, that that would be a witness for you, and that your anointing would be upon us, upon your people, Lord, and that you would do good things and draw people to your kingdom. 
to faith in your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, for what you're going to do, for the wonderful things that you have done even in the past few years in Georgia, for all, each one, God, that you are training, that you are helping, that is solidified and grounded in your word. We praise you and give you the glory for all of that, Lord. I ask for your help for the future. Thank you for your word. I pray for each one here this morning as well, God, that you would open doors and speak to hearts, whatever sphere of influence that they are in, whatever season of life that they are in, that you would continue to convict their hearts that you want to use them, that you want to be victorious in their life and through them, and you want to use them as a powerful witness for you, for your kingdom, for your truth, and that you would continue to reveal to them, open doors for them, show them people in their lives whom you want to touch, God, and send people into their lives, the people that are in need and that are ready, Lord, to hear your message and to accept it and receive it, God, do good things. Continue, Lord, to help each one here as they come here and, and in the part of this local assembly that they would dwell in unity here, unity of your Holy Spirit, and that you would lead them out in the different and diverse ways that it would all be for your glory and all be in unity by you. Thank you, God, for what you have done and what you're going to continue to do. Bless, these, uh, bless each family, bless each group here, bless each one. We want your will to be done in our lives, God. We seek that this morning. We seek you. Thank you, Lord. And it's in your name that we pray, Lord Jesus. And we can ask all of this. Amen, amen. Amen. Thank you very much.